The galaxy is burning. Brother fights brother. And treason splits the Imperium of Man. This is the Age of Darkness. Whether you're a warrior of the Legionis Astartes, an adept of the Mechanicum, or just a mere mortal in a universe of madness, you'll find a place here. Welcome to the Remembrancer's Retreat, coming to you from within the depths of the Vengeful Spirit. Hello and welcome to the Remembrancer's Retreat podcast, a Horus Heresy and Specialist Games podcast. My name is Jesse and I'm here with Will. And that's Hello. It. How you doing? Yeah. Will? We're having a little solo one-on-one action here. 1v1. So, yeah, one-on-one just just two guys. What do they call it on Comedy Bang Bang? Uh solo bolo. That's solo it, yeah. bolo. <laughs> mhm. Um yeah, man. So what have you been doing in your hobby this week? Not a goddamn thing. That's good. <laughs> Although... That's good. Always make a progress. I, I, I did have two termites arrive. Oh, girl. I've been Is wanting... this going for uh, Dark Angels or... You know it. I you guess it. Dark Angels are pretty much the only army you're really focusing on, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm too afraid to branch out. And honestly, That's with, fine. with Book 9 coming, why not? I've been waiting this yeah. long. I might as well just go whole hog and... uh just have a straight up man. How many points do I have now? Probably ten thousand if I had to take a shot at, at least, it. dude. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd say. Um, what super heavies do you have for them? I know this is kind of like a side tangent, uh, but I have. Do you have any form? Yeah, I have a falchion, which is a lot of fun and big games. Oh, that's right. Yes, I remember when you. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. I remember when you picked that up. That was a hell of a good deal, dude. That was <laughs> yeah. an insanely good deal. It. Yeah. yeah okay. Dropping okay. it like selling it at the board game store, and it was already built built well too. And I think he won. I can't remember what he wanted for it, but it was really good. And I was like, I cannot walk away from this. And that was my first super heavy. Yeah. Then I picked up a Typhon. And that. That's right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That thing decimated a bunch of my Thalax. Yeah. 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 Although, and <laughs> I don't know. I'm still not really uh, big into it. I feel like three Vindicators is more worth it than a than a, a Typhon. Probably, but I. I mean, honestly, man, a Strength Ten AP One ignores cover is nice. Uh, to me, it's just the single blast template. Mm-hmm. You scatter that, and. Potentially, you've gone from killing a bunch of dudes to killing one or two dudes if it's a bad scatter, you know? Yeah, but when you got Again, three Vindicators, I feel like, because three Vindicators... There's a higher chance of, even if they do get saves, there's a higher chance you're going to make hits, Yeah, right? With and a Vindicator. still Strength 10, AP 1, although it does not ignore cover. I thought, but, no, they're AP 2. Oh, it is AP 2? But yeah, still. Yeah. Yeah, but still. At I mean, that, you're using them to point, kill infantry. Exactly, yeah. exactly. But on the um, flip side, with that three, you can also target monsters and whatnot, and maybe get you know a few more than just a single wound off. Which, yeah, and power of the machine spirit allows you to fire them at different units if you need to. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know, so and yeah, after- I don't know. It'd be interesting. I think they would co- like come to about the same points, maybe. Not sure, but um, yeah, that's interesting. I do hope. I see more Vindicators out there. I, I always see like a token one or two at events, but never like a full squadron. I think you're the only person I've ever seen run a full squadron of them. They're just fun. Which isn't a bad <laughs> thing. It's just it's just unique. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, I don't think it's a bad thing. 
But um, but uh, yeah, you getting any reading done or anything like that? You know, I'm actually finally uh, trying to finish up the buried dagger on my way to and from work via audio. Oh yeah, yeah. What do you think of it so far? Uh, pretty good, especially. I won't do spoilers here, but there is you know a secondary story regarding Malkador and uh, Tylus Rubio. Mm-hmm. And it's uh pretty yeah, good. Yeah, boy. Because I, I, I love it. it. Like, I really enjoy the scenes with Malkador. Because it's like... I do too. What's this Why, fucker How are to? they able to make him so... <laughs> yeah, I think it's the mystery of it all that, yeah. that attracts me to him the most. Like, well, no, I mean, we have no idea just how deep his, his you know plans go or anything right. like that he but like they do minor hints of it but they never really say what his deal is yeah who knows he may not die on the golden throne in the siege of terra i mean they did say prepare for everything you know to be you know upheaval or, or whatever right maybe he's not maybe he is still alive and he's, he's just down there with the emperor and maybe he's he's the one that is what if he lived guy guy what if he lived and it was the emperor who died and was disintegrated on the throne (laughs) oh shit yeah okay so side note on the off yeah he's like that's why he had to stay in the throne room for all them days when he got back because he beat the shit out of malkador he's like you lying sack of shit this isn't dad yeah (laughs) you're not my real dad But um, what was I saying? Um, shit. Yeah, it's a good book, man. I enjoyed it a lot. I um, need to read Titan Death too because apparently there is a talk of regarding the horse, like a lot of horse yeah. talk, and I didn't realize that because I'm not. I'll be honest, I'm not really huge into the Titan Legions because they're not really interesting to me. Yeah, like it's. I mean, you're Big wrong, but to each I, their I, own, you know. <laughs> maybe I'm just not reading the right books, but it's like, I, I get the super cool giant yeah. robots. That's fun, but the uh, the internal machinations of the politics and stuff does not, it doesn't do anything for me for that reason. I don't know why, but here we are. Yeah. Well, I think um, Titan Death is the one that takes close in uh, Beta Garma, right? Uh, yeah, I believe so. With Legio Solaria? Mm-hmm. I, be- I believe that's it. Yeah. So there is um. There's a brief mention of Horus in there, um, and it is it is important to the story. So I'm not going to ruin it or anything. Sure, sure. Um, but uh, it is what made me like the Titan Legions because I was a I was ah. feeling it the same way as you. Like it felt like these are just pompous people driving giant walking churches and I didn't care for it, you know? Uh-huh. Uh, but then you meet Legio Solaria and you get like their full detailed background on how they became Solaria. Mm. Uh, you find out more about their planet and you see how it was brought up. Um, this isn't like a spoiler alert really. So like when the Imperium finds them, they're using knights that are powered on coal. Like their oh, fusion okay. reactors yeah, yeah. had gone out like so long ago. So they were using like, coal burning engines to power their knights uh and still trying to so they still had imperial knights but they were like ramshackle knights that belched black smoke and stuff like that and that's pretty cool um then the mechanicum comes and they're like well, well you know we'll have a tournament to see who gets to be 
because when they got there it was a it was kind of like a, a medieval era right yeah where a bunch of houses and kingdoms and all this stuff and then they had like this grand tournament to see which kingdom or house nice. <laughs> would get the honor to be the titan pilots because you know they all already drove the little coal powered knights so That's they were like cool. these people are going to be good at getting into titans so yeah and then they go into how that came about um so it gives you like some good backstory into some of the worlds that were found before the Imperium became what it is uh, at, you know, 30 millennium. Gotcha. That would probably be my next uh, audiobook I listen to. Yes, I would definitely recommend it. I think right Not now until, I'm uh, listening. Saturnine comes out, which I think it's coming yeah. out in July, potentially. Um, I don't know if the audiobook is or not, because I think the uh, COVID also affected their recordings, probably. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. I don't know when Saturday Saturnine is. I know I just read. Um, I'm in the process of reading. What is it? Um, hold the on, Sons of the Yes, yes. I haven't read that one either, but you know, it's, it's supposed to be coming out later this. Well, I guess it's out right now, obviously. But yeah, I picked it up book. on the Black Library audio audiobook. Oh, it app. is an audiobook. Yeah, yeah. It's Ooh, on the uh, Black Library okay. app. I tried to get it off of Audible. I couldn't find it. Oh, okay. Interesting. But, um, which means like you then have to pay full price for it if you're not using Audible. Sure, but, but I think it's a short one anyway, so it's a little bit less than the it normal is. novel. It's, it is. It's like 20 bucks, I think. Um, and it's only like four hours long. But the main thing is when I listen to audiobooks, I listen to them at 1.5 speed so I can get mm -hmm. through them in a reasonable time. The Black Library app doesn't allow you to fast forward Ooh, at a higher speed. That's disappointing. So I have to listen to these slow fucking readers while <laughs> they are beautiful to listen to. It is very slow, and I'm like, get to it, guys. Get to it. But I can't change it, you know? Right. So I, um, I ran the numbers, going back a little bit to the uh, Falchion and the Vindicators. Yeah. So a Falchion, if you add a Space Marine Legion crew, because why not, and Armored Ceramite, because of course... Uh, a falchion comes to 565 points. And the uh, falchion's, but the falchion's the tank destroyer one, right? That's not the one that has a strength 10 AP one. Yeah, it is. Uh, -uh you're thinking of the Typhon. Oh no, 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 you're right, you're right. Oh, <laughs> yeah, duh. Obviously, the Typhon's going to be different. Let's see. Whoops. I can only think Typhon. About I think is 295 uh, base. And uh, 395. Like... Oh, 395. Okay. 395, yeah. and if you want to put. What sponsors would you want to put on that? Laz cannons? Yeah, why not? Why yeah. not? Because you're going big and heavy anyway. It's a super heavy. You can go ahead and try to fling some Laz cannons at some medium armor or something like that. Yeah, armored ceramite. Hope for lucky absolutely. Explode. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so the Typhon Siege heavy tank will come at 455 points. I a, think that is near about... A trio of indicators with each equipped with machine spirit and dozer blade and nothing else because why else comes to 450 points, just five points Ooh. shy of the Typhon. Interesting. I would like to, to see who would do better then, right? So, yeah, you got nine whole points versus the six on the Typhon, effectively. Granted, it's armor 13, 11, 10 versus 14, 14, 14. Yeah. Um, but you got flexibility about the uh, Typhon's weapon. Is it primary weapon or heavy or ordnance? Uh, I I do cannot say that right now because I was just using quartermaster. But oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, I get to pull that um, too. 
but I know that the uh, uh, the tanks, the demolishers, they're ordnance, right? Which is amazing because you get to roll two dice and pick the highest. That's right. You know, so that's great. Um, and I want to say that the the Typhon's main gun is primary weapon. See, the siege hammer is a primary weapon one. So yes. Okay, so that's that's ordnance as well then. Okay, so yep. yeah. Uh, do you want to ignore? I think it just comes down to whether do you want to ignore cover with a single shot, or do you want to have more attempts to get wounds off? Right. Right. And I don't know. I I still think it's the vindicators because if you run into something a little more lethal, or like heavy monsters or anything of that nature, mm-hmm. that typhon's still only going to cause one wound if it hits. Yes, you're right. You're right. Um. That is a good point. That's a very good point. Uh, also, though, on the flip side, it can't be stunned or shaken or anything like that to cause snap firing unless it's hit by uh, a shock pulse. This is true. Weapon, right? Yeah. Whereas and that never happens. The, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, unless the, uh, the and with the demolishers, if they get to where they have to make snapshots, that's it. They have no other weapons really to to help out you know right and typically once you start getting to that point where you're having to fire snapshots it's only downhill from there you know what i mean true but so you got power to machine spirit oh that's yeah shit yeah i mean because i i would would never take a a vindicator without power to machine spirit yeah yeah that's a that's a valid point there my man You, you got me um I think that's it then, man. Yeah, I would take the, the Vindicators. The three five-inch blasts versus the one seven-inch that ignores cover. We're also talking nine hole points from the Vindicators versus six on True, but less typhoon. armor. And yeah. But also, keep in mind, that blast, now, even though it's AP1, mm-hmm. you're not going to be using the Typhon to kill tanks. Probably no. not. If you're tank hunting with the Typhon, you're ramming things with it. Right. You know what I mean? And that... Um, point that so close with only six hole points, you're probably in trouble anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, do you, as Dark Angels, get any sort of tank outflank like Iron Hands do? Uh, no tank outflank. Uh, Iron Wing protocol gives you a plus one BS to any squadron that is uh, two or more. And you get... And f- Tank Hunter, right? You get f- uh, Tank Hunter. I think that's either... F- I need to double check that. Okay, because if nothing else, you could pay one of those uh, to be the uh, squadron leader, and then you'll get Tank Hunter and Monster Hunter on them, you know what I mean? Yeah, so I know uh, Dreadnoughts and Iron Wing get Fear and Tank Hunter by default. Okay, gotcha. Um, it's been so yeah. long since I look at the list, I forgot. I haven't had to play it. <laughs> yeah, man, those are good points, all very valid. Um, hmm. All right. So like me as Iron Hands, I would definitely go with the demolishers over the um or the vindicator over the uh siege cannon thing mm-hmm. uh just because i could put orth in there have them all become tank hunter one of them will be bs5 uh and they will be able to outflank so being able to outflank them makes them yeah, outflank way nice. better than you know standard regular ones um but then again you know with age of darkness you have to make that roll and if you fail that roll they could potentially be out for a while true which I don't know if that's a bad thing because that would just give your enemy more opportunity to be placed in a better position to be shot by an outflanking unit. You know what I mean? 
how people typically will start to move up the board and their lines will start to thin out in certain areas, giving you a better opportunity to come in and um, attack like that. But anyways, that's a that's a great little segment that we're now calling uh, too tank, too tough, too handle. So uh, we're gonna <laughs> there's a new bait 2.0. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, new bait refined. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a good little thought experiment. Plus, you don't lose now, a victory. You don't you don't lose a victory point. You don't lose a victory point by oh, losing your price of failure. Either. That's right. Yeah. So because choose wisely. That old price of failure. Yeah. Um, but what else do we have then going on? Um, book reading. Book reading. Uh, speaking of outflanking and reserves, let's talk a little bit about Are we going to segue edition. into ninth? Yeah, look at that. Yeah, that's a great segue. I love it. Okay. So strategic reserves are changing up. I don't know if you have the, uh, the article in front of you right now or not. I don't have it in front of me, but I do know what we're talking about, right? Yes. Excellent. Um, <laughs> it's very awesome the way that they're doing it. Um, yep. So, so now you'll pay command points. Go ahead. If you, if no, you're no, 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 go for it. Go for it. Go for it. I'm going to see if you're right. If you okay. So correctly. now what's going to matter is, uh, paying command points based off of power points, right? Um, the command so points. Yeah. It's, no, no. Well, it'll cost. Oh, right, right, right. The PowerPoint of the unit correct. will determine how much, um, how many command points you'll be spending. Correct. So it could go all the way up to, and it's done in brackets of ten, right? So yes, one to one nine, to nine is going to be one, and then the the last on their chart is forty to forty nine is going to be five. So you can infer then that fifty to fifty nine is going to be six, and so on and so on and so on, right? Uh, so that power level, and it's not, you, I mean, it's any units now. It's not just units that say they can be set up in reserve and teleport in. Um, right. Although those, if I remember reading correctly, those that say that like they teleport in and whatnot, those are free. Probably, that makes sense. Um, and then they go on to like discuss battle rounds. Yes, yeah. So the way the current 8th edition works, however... You can always bring them in. I don't think there's a role. I don't think they added a role to strategic reserves. That's correct. You no longer roll for reserves. Right. It hasn't been that way throughout 8th, uh, and that did change to where you could bring units in on turn 1. They changed that now to where it starts on turn 2. And it was like you could bring units in turn 1, I remember, way back when it first came out. So I don't know how quickly they routed that. Um, but that's really cool. Uh, and the longer you hold them in reserve, the more benefits they get on their deployment location. Yes. If I recall. Yep. Um, so if you... So turn one is going to be nothing, and then turn two, I think you can set up anywhere within six inches of the battlefield, but not in the enemy's deployment zone, right? Correct. Yeah. The enemy edge or an three, enemy deployment zone. And turn three is any battlefield edge, which is awesome because you can come in literally from the enemy's deployment nope, zone. Nope. So battle round three, oh. you can set up wholly within six inches of any edge, regardless of the deployment zone, but you still cannot place behind the enemy battlefield edge. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, hold on, I pulled it up here. All right. Okay. So yeah, uh, you can't set up within nine inches of enemy models. That's still the same. Mm -hmm. uh, strategic reserve units 
cannot make a normal move after advancing or falling back this turn. Strategic reserves always count as having moved in this turn. Any strategic reserves in the unit count as being destroyed if they're still in strategic reserves by the end of the game. Yeah. So that's interesting. I like it. Um, so what I find interesting about this is the flexibility and uh, use of this, right? So you are not forced to bring units on as long as they come on with those stipulations and they're, they're on the board by the end of it. Which I really right? like because there are times in Horse Heresy where it's like, I kind of don't want this guy coming in just yet. Right? Yeah, you want to hold them back because you haven't cleared out the threat to them yet, right? Right. So like there's an enemy mortar battery and you're trying to move your more tats up there to, to take it out. But and then you have like your regular standard infantry that you want to come in and bring in to secure an objective. You still got to roll to bring them in and that kind of stuff. Because yeah, um, you can roll, but you still have to bring them in if you roll high. And there's mm -hmm. no choice. It's like, yep, they're in. Not you decide if uh, they come in now. Exactly. Which makes rules like Marascara or the Rite of War Marascara where you can hold them back and bring them in whenever you want. Mm -hmm. You know, pretty powerful. Here's what I'm thinking with this, though. Immediately upon seeing this, you keep, like, your QRF unit, your quick response force unit, in reserves. You pay that, like, you know, you have it be a small unit of, say, um, I don't know, what are the, the new blade guards called, right? Those three little blade guards. Have them stay in reserves. Mm -hmm. And then if somebody tries to do a line breaker on you and get units into your deployment zone, you can then come in through your deployment zone and immediately make a charge out of reserves. You know what I mean? And they can actually be like a quick response force that you've kept in your back pocket yeah. for when that kind of thing happens. Yep, for their little ambush. Because so many times I end up having to leave units in the backfield to protect, and then they just get plinked off slowly. Right. Well, if I could just keep them off the board until I need them there, that's fantastic, you know? It is. Especially, which I'm sure there's going to be plenty of, uh, you know, missions where there's an objective in your half of the deployment zone or whatnot, or deep in your deployment zone, and you just keep your guys just in wait. Oh, sure. Yeah. But yeah, so... Um, should your opponent overcommit with their initial attack, it is possible to deliver a punishing counterblow with your reinforcements. Strategic reserve units cannot be normally set up within 9 inches of enemy models, but if you set them up within 1 inch of your own battlefield edge, they can be set up within this distance, and even within the 1 inch engagement range of enemy models. If they do so, See, they count that's as, what I'm talking about. If they do, they count automatically as having made a charge move, and your opponent will be unable to fire overwatch against them. That's pretty cool. Yep, it's a perfect little response force you can keep back there. And even if it's just like, I don't know, a guard squad of yeah. 10 guys, right? Mm -hmm. Those are cheap. They cost very few power level. But here's the thing also, if you're doing it by brackets, one to nine, if that 30-man squad is only six power level, then you bring another 10-man squad that is another three power level, and you've got nine power there. And so it costs you one C and bring those guys in at the very end of the game to either secure your zone or, you know, stop another unit from capping the objective or whatever, you know, uh, it, it gives way more um, tactical flexibility, I think, on top of what is already coming in this. This whole edition looks like there's way more in-depth tactical and strategy play at hand here, right? Yeah. Um, with like the new terrain stuff we've seen, insanely cool, right? Mm-hmm. The way they're just given um, keywords to terrain. So it makes it very simple to just at the start of the game, 
boom, this is a dense terrain, this is obscuring terrain, blah, blah, blah. You just go around with your opponent, you guys agree on what each terrain is. I Here's what I'm thinking. We're going to see people start selling tiny tokens <laughs> that you'll place on terrain. You know, you know those yeah. people with those uh, uh, laser printers or those laser cut engravers are already thinking of this, right? Oh, yeah. So then you'll just take a token, you'll place it on the piece of terrain, so you'll remember what keyword it has on it, and you'll yep. be like, bam, okay, so th for this game, Dense. this is going to be the rules that are in effect there, right? Um, I definitely think we're going to be seeing that come around the pipe because I, it's just going to make the game easier to, A, have keywords. Everybody knows what those keywords are. You place those keywords on the terrain. Mm -hmm. Bam, easy, done. And speaking of um, that, I don't think we have talked about terrain yet, though, but I love the fact that certain terrain, I want to say it's dense terrain, now reduces ability to hit. Right. Yeah, and that's that's what we were talking about. Um, how it was similar to well, it's exactly like the uh, APOC rules. That's how cover ah. in APOC 2019 works. Is you get the rule obscured, and obscured is a minus one to hit. Gotcha. And uh, I, in my head, it makes more sense thematically. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. That's why I couldn't understand. Like, wait, it affects your armor save. Why wouldn't it affect the ability of the enemy to hit you if you were... Like, why wouldn't it affect the ability of the enemy to hit you if you're in cover? Why Why is it all of a sudden my 3-up armor save becomes a 4-up? I don't get it. Or my 3-up still is a 3-up if you're a space marine. <laughs> no. Not in 8th. Oh, in 8th edition. That, yeah, I was thinking Horse Heresy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. Different ballgame, man. Yep. Yeah, you'll still get your 3-up. Going to get mixed 8th, ninth, and... Age of Darkness right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hope you all enjoy this mosh pit of games we're talking about, all based <laughs> in the same universe. Just remember, D6s. Yeah, that's it. Um, I do wish... I mean, I think I've been spoiled by APOC, but having a damage phase, man, that's something right. I wish they'd bring in as a damage phase. Having everybody get to shoot and fight, and then at the very end seeing all the destruction, it just makes sense to me. Uh from like a more so from like a bat rep point of view right yeah like at the very end you get to see what all the previous rounds work has caused bam you get like that one picture shot at the end of right before the next round starts mm -hmm. i wonder if they're bringing a i doubt they are but alternating activations as well no they haven't mentioned it so i don't think so well, there's still some time. i think alternating activ activations would definitely be awesome though I love the, uh, again, that's my favorite part of bolt action is the alternating activations. How the sometimes ones. you'll, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's extremely random, right? Where you'll be like, oh shit, I had a great round. All my dice have been used up. All my units have activated. And the, the opponent's like, sick. All right, now it's my turn, dude, because you got nothing. I know exactly what everything's <laughs> doing. I'm good. Yep. Uh, sometimes it bites you in the butt, you know? Just sure. like in uh, Age of Sigmar when you get the uh, double turn sometimes. That can bite you in the butt. It can be super great, uh, but it can also be detrimental. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so alternating activations would be great. Damage rates would be great. I'm happy with the progress that they are making. People seem to be complaining about the um, paragraph size rules that we're getting now. It's you know? so I like how Final Fantasy. No, Fantasy Flight. Excuse me. <laughs> um, yeah. Fantasy, uh, Fantasy Flight does it where they give you brief synopsis of the rules, and then they go into more detail in the back of the rule book for most of their games. Yes. Yeah, that is true. 
Um, this one, I, I understand why they did it. Mm-hmm. And I will say that I can get a little dyslexic sometimes and have a hard time reading it. I find if I read it out loud, it makes a whole lot more sense to me. Yeah. But sometimes those... Well, those, I'll tell you, you're not the only person who's had the exact... Everybody who has read <laughs> these past couple of rules that are read on, run on have reacted the same way as you. You're not alone. This is It's just the way that they have written it is... Well, once, once I've read it a few times, out loud, understand the premise, plus they have little key points at the end, apparently, at the par- paragraphs that will highlight the... The main points to get across from the paragraph, I, th- I think, mm-hmm. will be okay. Yeah, um, but the reason they have to do it now is because people attempt to break the game. You know, yes, eighth was too streamlined. Yeah, too streamlined. Just fucking a man. <laughs> Although I found it was but, uh, pretty uh, pretty in depth near the end too. So, yeah, um, and maybe that was it. I think that was it. It probably was a little bit too streamlined. They tried to make it all very simple, so they didn't have to write these big bulky rules for younger players that might be getting in. You know what I mean? Sure. Uh, but it has backfired in the fact that the competitive scene just takes advantage of that. So, you know, you got to make these things in depth and be exactly precise on your intent because they really don't want to have the uh, argument of rules as written versus rules as intended anymore. They want to just settle it with that right. You know, I mean, people play for money. Yeah. Yeah, that's you know, it. They're trying to become like, like a serious, a serious. I don't know, an esport or just like obviously not an esport, but like yeah. And you know, I uh, I know what you're getting at, like an actual competitive game. Yeah, that's recognized for, for its competitions and that kind of stuff. Right. Um. So we'll see how that goes. We will. But yeah, man. I mean, I'm excited for it. Every change I've seen, I have enjoyed. Um. But I don't know. Do we have any uh, questions from the community about it that we can answer? The listeners, we have on our Discord, which if you're not part of our Discord, there's a link in the description of this podcast. Come join us. Andrew N., one of our patrons, has a question for us regarding uh, list building. And he'd like for us to uh, talk about generating a themed army list. And he's got a few here, but one that I think that you might enjoy because of that awesome Ultramarines army you just painted up was think of a themed list for to represent the Nemesis chapter of the Ultramarines. Oh, these guys were like destroyers, weren't they? If I remember correctly, like it was yeah, they a were a bunch uh, of really bad dudes scorched that were Earth, loving killing people. Scorched yeah. Earth Ultramarines. So. Uh, first off, I think to really take advantage of that, uh, you're going to want a Praetor. This is for 30k, yeah? Yes, yes. Okay, yeah. Uh, so you're going to want a Praetor. You're going to want a Rite of War. Uh, I don't really know what Rite of War would be great for them. As far as I know I right want... now, I don't think there's really a uh, an official Rite of War for Destroyers. No, not officially. But what we would want to do is have veterans as our line troops mm-hmm. uh, so they can take um because they were mostly Terran yeah so these guys have been around for a while so we're gonna want veterans uh I don't at least two squads of them can the toxiferic flamer be given to anybody who can take like a heavy flamer 
I will double check that, but I believe so. If so, then I would put in two heavy flamers into each of these squads and giving them Toxafarin rounds just to simulate like a Phosphex blaster or, or Phosphex flamer or something like that, right? Uh-huh. Um, something nasty. Yeah. Now, also, are we talking, is this a ZM list? Is this a frontline list? Um, it's front he did line... not mention that. Okay. So let's so we're assume gonna... frontline, right? Okay, we're going to assume frontline then. So you're going to want transports for these guys, rhinos, obviously. Uh, and then I would bulk it out to take three squads of destroyers. Uh-huh. Obviously. So back on the um, Toxafarin. Yeah. It says, uh, any Legion destroyer Space Marine may exchange a hand flamer for a Toxafarin flamer for free. And oh, it's hand flamer only. Legion Contemptors or Contemptor Cortices may replace either its close combat weapon with inbuilt combi bolter or its two twin or its twin linked heavy bolter and with a Toxafarin cannon for ten points. Gotcha. Okay. Um Well, I mean I would still just take some uh flamers then, because those are fucking cool. Sure. Uh but no, if this is frontline, it's a good question. We're yeah. definitely gonna want a warsmith in there so we can get Phosphex, right? Or Siege Master. Siege Master, yeah. Siege and, but, Breaker. Sorry. With that, are you gonna want to get uh Medusas? I think so. Because, I mean, that's but, pretty much... But, so the Siege Master is good if you want to like blow big stuff up. Which is the guy that gives... Um, no, the, the Quad Mortar that has the Phosphex shells is why you need the Siege Breaker, I think. Or is that... What HQ does that? Allows you to take Maybe the uh, Siege Breaker. Launchers. Am I going crazy? I think it is. <laughs> it's yeah. been so long. I, painted, uh, I repainted my... Uh, my quad motors for Iron Warriors when I was doing a doubles list, and I never looked back. So I. Ah, <laughs> oh, gotcha. But I think you're right. I think you're right. A siege breaker can uh, do that. Yeah. So you're gonna want the siege breakers. So you can take guys. a full squadron of uh, rapier battery quad motors, uh, and then take phosphex shells on those and sunder shells. So you have some like medium armor or medium anti armor. Um, let me then check to see what else can be taken. Something else that would be good in the list, obviously, destroyers. We're going to max out the elites with destroyers. Mm. Real quick. Are we building this list? We got to figure out how many points that's going to be. Yeah, yeah. So let me get let me get uh, my destroyers. Old, uh, yep. This episode is not brought to you right, by yeah, Quartermaster, yeah, but can. it should. All right. All right. Yep. Yep. So, so it's I, it's a I'm separate. Okay. You, know, you can take phosphex canister shot if you bring in a siege breaker. It's just part of the uh, quad mortar oh. list. It so apparently it. you can take toxiferic flamers or yeah in phosphex destroyer squads. Oh wait, never mind. No, you yeah, can obviously because they have hand flamers. Yeah, you can change out the hand flamers for toxiferin for free. So here here's the big kick that's going to take up the most points is that you're gonna each of these destroyer squads are gonna have melta bombs for sure. Fucking why not psych out grenades? Because fuck yeah, and then. Toxiferic flamers. All right, so let's. Right. I'm gonna pull this up here. So we're gonna do this. We're gonna do this right. So you. Yeah, let's do it. Because I'm pulling it. I got it pulled up too. I'm building the list right, right here. So too. we got veteran tacticals. We need two of those. Yeah. Right now. So I'm gonna do the minimum right now and work our way up. So five in that one, five in the other. So we got our veterans. So we got our compulsory troops. Let's get our siege breaker in there. Yep. And now. 
So yeah, you said you want to fill up the elites with destroyers, but do you want the fought, do you want the canister shot? So we'll do we'll do two squads of destroyers that are ten man. Good with it. Uh, and then we'll do one full squadron of the rapier batteries with uh, phosphex and canisters. Sick. Or phosphex canisters and shat- shatter shells. Yeah, shatter shells and phosphex. Um, for each of the destroyers, actually, I would drop them down to nine destroyers each. Okay. Uh, one of them will put the Praetor in with the destroyers. The other one will put the Siege Breaker in with the destroyers. So each ah, unit of destroyers uh, will have a character with it. Okay, that's right. That's right. Because I was thinking more tats. More tats can join destroyers, or more tats can join destroyers, right. but nobody can join a more tat besides destroyers. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, and what are we going to put these guys in? So they're going to be put into Land Raider Proteus that will ah, have the okay. hull-mounted twin link glass cannon, dozer blade, and armored ceramite each. So, so these ask, are also since going to be not, great little anti-tank things. Are we still running right up? We are, we are running, what, Pride of the Legion? I believe so. I believe that's what we'll be going with, yeah. Okay. You know, you all uh, know it. You all love it. I mean, it's a it's a great trait, man. Now, do you want to do the Proteuses? Because you can't assault out of that. Correct. They have counterattack. Ah, so right. I don't think that's going to be an issue if they can't assault. If somebody wants to assault them, they're more than welcome to. It's kind of you know effectively I mean? the same. Good point, good point. Yeah. Uh, their rad bombs are still going to work the same. They're still going to get Overwatch with their Toxiferic Flamers. It actually might be better if somebody charged them, to be honest. <laughs> that's true. Uh, so we're going to make so, a battle squadron. Because that's not a uh, dedicated transport, I believe, right? Or is it? It is, yes. Oh, it is. okay, perfect. Yep, there it is. Yeah, the Proteus has dedicated transport. Uh-huh, and obviously we're going to put some armored ceramide on that. A dozer blade, obviously, because you do not want to take yep. the chance to just fall flat in your face. Just don't do it. Don't do it. You don't need to. You don't want to. Uh, all right, the other thing that I want to add in is... What is the Land Raider? Achilles? Is that the one? Yeah. The heavy support, the one with the... Uh... The Melta? Or do you want can, the Achilles Alpha or the Achilles? What does the Alpha give versus the regular one? So the regular one has twin-linked multi-meltas. Yeah, we want that one. The one with the twin-linked multi-meltas. Okay, so that's going to pull its own heavy support slot as a Land Raider Battle Squadron. It's been a while since I've seen The Achilles Alpha has a Volkite, and it has some extra movement powers. And I'm going to assume we're also going to throw in Phosphex Canister Shot and... On the mortars? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, and Shatter Shells already come with that as well, so... Do they? I thought you had to pay for them now. Uh, not with the uh, the Achilles. The Achilles comes with Frag and oh, Shatter Achilles. Shells. Oh, the Achilles, yes, yeah. yeah. Correct, yeah. But yes, the um, Quad Rapier, we're going to max it out to three. I would also put, like, Hunter Killer Missile on the um, Achilles, just because it's an, it's five points to help you with Weapon Destroyed, because you want that hull-mounted quad launcher to be uh, working. Um... Yeah. So, I mean, that's three heavy-duty tanks right there. You got your mortars, you got some troops, uh, your veterans, which are going to be in rhinos, and, you know, I'm thinking, what now, maybe? Uh, what do we want se- to sexy up our uh, Praetor? Let's see. Well, we're only... So, for me, what I'm looking at is we're about 2,060 points, right? What are we building this list to, theoretically? 25? 25 okay. sounds like okay. a good round number. So, yeah, we'll beef up the Praetor and the Siege Breaker. Um, I'm going to try to see how many points we're going to need to max out the veterans. Stalkers is what gives them outflank, right? I believe so. 
Okay, because that's what I would do. I would make these guys outflank. Yes, yes. Uh, because they'll be the, I mean, they're, they're troops. We're not going to arm them heavily at all. Uh, we're not really going to beef them up at all. They're just going to be there to capture points if needed. We're going to give the sergeant, I think it'll be fine just to give him artificer armor. Sure. Uh, and a power fist just in case. Let's see. But really, I, I do want to get. Um, you can I do get the power two... fist. But keep on. They also have. Or you're talking about for the veterans, right? The veterans. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I do want to get two missile launchers in the squad with the suspensor web because they'll be able to fire those outside of out, out the top of the rhino. Yeah. 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 I'm not going to throw a vexilla on the veterans. It's probably a bad idea, but you know. <laughs> well, they're, you know, they're not really the main course of the meal anyway. Yeah. Hopefully, everybody will be too distracted to. Um, care about them when they finally do outflank. So, working on the Praetor, right. we definitely want to do a Legantine Axe. Because who doesn't love an axe that can hit at initiative? Yeah, n fucking everybody loves that. That's, that's <laughs> who. Um, what are we looking for? Pride of the Legion. So, I'm at 233 with everybody all the characters are given, all the sergeants have been given Artificer Armor mm -hmm. and Power Fists, including the Destroyers. Actually, three... 2,380. Cool. I, I am lost. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, hold on. Let me... We're going to keep going. We're yeah, yeah. Keep we'll going. we'll, we we'll go off this. yours. We we'll go off yours. We'll go off yours. You're saying, hang on. Okay. All right, so I have not done the Praetor or the Siegebreaker yet. And we have... The Praetor Siegebreaker haven't been... Haven't had their glow up yet. Um, we have the two veteran tactical marines squads. Each of them has missile launchers. Ten-man uh, squadrons? sergeants. Yeah, ten man squads. Okay. Uh, then you have the sergeants all have artificer armor, power fist. They're each in a dozer blade, equipped rhino, um, and they all have the stalker so they can outflank. Then in our elites, we have the quad launcher rapier battery with uh, phosphex shells. We have a three man squad of that. Did you put um, shatter shells have, as well? Yes, shatter shells and uh, phosphex shells. Just so you have a little bit of anti-tank at your disposal. That extra punch. Yeah. Uh, then we have nine destroyers. We have two units of destroyers. Each of them have eight destroyers. The sergeant has artificer armor power fist. Uh, two toxiferic flamers in each squad. Melta bombs, psych out grenades. Each of those squads is inside a land raider Proteus with hole mounted twin link glass cannon, dozer plate, armored ceramite. Uh, the last heavy hitter we have is the land raider Achilles. Uh, he's got the Phosphex launcher, hull-mounted, with a hunter-killer missile, dozer blade. Um, and now, actually, we have two, we're have we at 2,420, so we only have 80 points to play with. 80 points to play with. Did, so we, we're gonna, did we give the glow-up on the uh, HQs? Uh, Artificer armor. Not going to give him a melt-a-bomb. What is that called? What is that? That's Legatine Axe. We'll give him a Legatine Axe. I think that's a pretty fucking good Siege Breaker right there. Pretty Phosphex good. Bombs? Should we give him that? Because he's going to be with the Destroyers. It's 10 points. We'll hold off on that for now. Yeah, for now, for now. It is hilarious, but we'll, we'll wait. Yeah. All right. We have... What is it? The Blade of Perdition? That's what we're going to give the... Uh, that's uh, Blood Angels. Here. Uh, what am I thinking of? The the super badass sword that everybody's using now. Oh, are you talking about the um not the dream why do I want to say Dreamcast blade, but the um Divining Blades? Yes, yeah. But that's a fifty five point 
blade. It is super nasty. <laughs> you don't make friends with that blade, but that's fine. Yeah. Um, I, I have a feeling the uh, Nemesis chapter isn't making friends anyway. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think it's a 55-point thing, so we'll give him 55 points worth of upgrades and just call it yeah. at that. Uh, digital lasers, obviously. Definitely. Hello. Auto-take. Why wouldn't we? Um, Do you want to roll an extra die for 15 points? Yes, please. All right, so we've, we've done it up to where he's at around... Ugh, we're 55 points heavy now. God Uh-oh. damn it. All right. <laughs> did you add the iron halo? I did, yeah. Okay. So 55 yeah. points. Let's see. What can we shave uh, off that? So let's get rid of... Uh, the melta bombs from the destroyers, so they have no way to. Uh, um, uh, well, they have <laughs> well, power yeah. fist, I guess. I don't well, know, no, man. No, no, no. Um, what about? Can we get, just get rid of an extra destroyer? Like, how much are destroyers costing here? Yeah, destroyers are. Looks like they're running at least twenty points base. These guys even don't have jetpacks. So. Yeah. All right. Oh, we're using the old destroyers, dude. Oh, you're fucking right, dude. <laughs> I did not use the playtest destroyers. Damn it. Okay, we might have That's way okay. more points then. Give me give me a second, or listeners. Might just be Yeah, please stand by. Stand by for further. Alright, where are these guys? Um just search for a destroyer and it'll say playtest rules. Yeah, I was using basic destroyers, man. That, I was doing the exact same thing. Alright, alright. Here we go. Giving him that Proteus again. Psych out grenades. That's uh, that's pretty good. <laughs> oh, man. So much cheaper. So much cheaper. <laughs> Where you at now? What the fuck? Okay. Yeah. Um, nearly there. Hang on. Uh, All right. Using the uh, other destroyer rules, we're now at 2,345. Ooh. We have a lot more room to play with now. Yep. Wow. You those definitely, bitches uh... <laughs> are expensive. <laughs> I love those playtest rules. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, 2,435, because I uh, accidentally deleted a quad rapier and had to add it back. Oops. Uh, now, that said, that, that yeah, we don't have to drop any more destroyers or anything like that. We have plenty of points um, to dump into the Praetor. I don't really... I mean, after this, man, if we're still sitting at, like, over 50 points... I really don't know what you would add that to. Um, maybe take a tarantula sentry gun just for fucking shits and giggles to use those 50 points. Or a navigator. Or a fucking navigator, <laughs> yeah. Now, granted, he won't be able to fit in with the... Uh, no, he'll just be land. standing out with his dick in his hands. He'll, but, be, he'll uh, be in the Achilles. And if anyone gets too close oh, to the Achilles... Oh, you're right! <laughs> yes! <laughs> can, yeah. The pilot's just right, pushing the navigator, the, the pilot's just just fucking... the navigator out. Because <laughs> yeah. that's super fluffy. Yeah, send out the fucking Achilles defense system. What's that? It's the fucking navigator we stole. Just throw him out <laughs> the there. The hatch opens, you just kick him out. It's like, good luck, as you drive away. Yeah. All right, so here we go. <laughs> this is going to be but Jesse and I's sure list that. that we have made on the spot based off the fact that we want destroyers that fucking kill people, right? All good. Uh, be sure so to give Praetor, him that cyber familiar, He's got though. the right of war, pride of the legion. Who's that? Oh, uh, the uh, the navigator. The navigator? Or do you have Does points he, for Does he take a cyber familiar? I believe so. Oh. Let me do a search. <laughs> I can't find the navigator. Uh, I think you have to add him as a um, 
as a agent. Oh, okay. I'm just gonna put in a bare bones centurion to count as him. Then that's fifty points. Okay. Um. So Praetor, Pride of the Legion. He's got the Divining Blade. Uh, he's got digital lasers and an iron halo. I think that's pretty good because the Divining Blade is already a Paragon Blade on steroids. I think it comes mastercrafted. Um, we do have the extra points, so maybe throw on a Legatine Axe and mastercraft that as well. Uh, don't know why you would if you have the Divining Blade, though. Yeah, the, it's a strength two, AP one, instant death two, hand and weapon, mastercrafted as well. Yeah, fifty-five yeah. points. Excellent, fifty-five points. When Amazing. a tyrannic greatsword and a paragon blade have a baby, this is that's it basically. <laughs> yes. Uh, then we have uh, two units of troops, which are going to be ten-man veteran tacticals. They're going to be stalkers. They're going to have two missile launchers in the squad. Sergeant's going to have artificer armor, power fist. You got the rhinos with dozer blades. The point of these guys is to outflank, hopefully. Um, you know, Stalker, I think, gives you uh, the scout rule, which means maybe... I, I'd have to check again. I don't remember. I'd, I never played believe veterans. It, I believe it is scout and okay. outflank. So th that means you can either make a scout move with them, which is great, or keep them in reserves and use them to um, capture objectives later on. Yeah. Uh, I don't have the elites, FAQ in front of me, so... Yeah, neither do I. Uh, at least we have three quad rapier batteries. They have shatter shells and phosphex shells. Uh, again, we're trying to do like a lot of death and destruction with this one. Uh, then we have two squads identical of destroyers. There's nine destroyers in the squad in total, including the sergeant. Sergeant's got artificer armor, power fist. Uh, then you have two toxiferic flamers, melted bombs, and psycho grenades for the entire squad. Each of those squads drives their own Land Raider Proteus that has a hull-mounted LAS cannon, a hunter-killer missile, a dozer blade, and is armed with armored ceramite. Uh, moving down, the last unit in the list the is a... Oh, I'm sorry, I was for the Achilles. Yes. Yeah, no, no, they have hunter-killer missiles also on okay. their um, Land Raiders. Because we want all three of those LAS cannons to stay as operable as possible sure. for as long as we can. Because those are going to be our main anti-tank units. Um... Then we have the Land Raider Battle Squadron, which only has a single Land Raider Achilles in it, and it's a whole-mounted quad launcher with Phosphex canisters. Uh, it comes with some other rounds, so we are only buying the Phosphex. Uh, yep. Then we have Hunter Killer and Dozer. Now, one thing to note, we could sacrifice the Land Raider Proteus as the dedicated transport, put it in to the uh, Battle Squadron, and give them Tank Hunter. Right? We make the Achilles the... Um, the uh, tank commander for the squadron, ah, and yes, then they'll yes, get yes, that yes. tank hunter at half range, or at 24 inches, and monster hunter at 24 inches. True, but then you're limited to, to uh, keeping them all within exactly. squadron. Exactly, right. Which I like so, the flexibility of them outside of that. As do I, as do I. Uh, so, you know, just keep that in mind. You can pivot either way if you want. Um, you have some leftover points you can drop. We, we threw on the navigator, as you heard, listeners, uh, just in case you wanted to... Spend some 50 points on a little stair, which might come in handy. Who knows? Yeah. But if you need to, you know, you can adjust the uh, Land Raider Proteuses, put them in the Achilles Battle Squadron, uh, and then drop the Navigator and add on the Tank Commander to the Achilles. Uh, and then you'd have a pretty good little uh, squadron of tanks right there. Like, three Land Raiders in a squadron is fucking cool, and I don't see it played enough. Um, but either way, I think that's a pretty okay list. I think it... Hits on some of the main fluffs of not making friends because there's a lot of fucking phosphex in this. Uh, you're getting to use destroyers. Um, 
and veterans from you know old Terra, uh, from old Earth, I guess. Sure. Um, so yeah, that's just that, that's a list that I would run. And how many points actually, did that come to? This is two thousand four hundred and eighty-five points. So add a cyber familiar onto your expeditionary navigator. There you go. That's your fifteen <laughs> points, and bam. Or a nuncio vox and digital lasers, but you got nobody with the navigator, so no nuncio vox. Cyber familiar. Yeah. Enjoy. Um, I guess maybe if you wanted, you could throw a Vexilla on, um, maybe, or, or, you know, the Siege Breaker, you could give him a Phosphex Bomb, because uh, those are 10 points a piece, so you can give him one of those. Uh, you know, it, you have some points to, to play around with additional pieces of war gear if you need to, yep. uh, to suit your flavor. But I think the, the core of it, I mean, that's, it's pretty decent. Like I said, the, the as we said earlier, the destroyers, it doesn't matter if they can't assault out of that land raider because they have counterattack. They have the flamers for the wall of death. Um, their rag grenades are still going to work when somebody tries to charge them. They're a perfect unit to have in a non-assault vehicle because of the fact that it, it, they still get all their benefits whether they charge or don't. You know what I mean? Exactly. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I would run anyways. Listeners, if uh, you have uh, some input on this, though, I'd love to hear it on the Discord or on the uh, Facebook chat, you know. Um, definitely, if, there, if there's something wrong that I got, you know, let me know. I haven't played Astartes in over, like, a year now. Play a little Astartes. crazy to think. You got some I've iron been, hands. Uh, well, no, I mean, I haven't played with anything. That's true. Astartes in a while. It's almost as if my brain has dumped a lot of that knowledge for Mechanicum knowledge. I don't know why. <laughs> Because you but, need to uh, dump that knowledge in order to play Mechanicum. Yeah, I, I have to <laughs> make fucking room for all these made-up rules that Mechanicum have. Get that degree on your wall. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that'd be a pretty fun list in the narrative. I don't know. I'd love to hear what you, you guys listen. Yep. So, Andrew, I hope you uh, I hope you enjoy. Take that for what it's worth. It's, it's, uh, it's not fancy, but no. when you're trying to kill stuff... And just, it's a Terran Ultramarines just with a giant sledgehammer. It's, yeah, it's brutal. It's in your face. I mean, there's only one way it's going to end. Somebody's going to get fucking tabled. That's the way it is. <laughs> and I love Land Raiders, so. I do too, man. I really wish we'd see more Land Raiders out in the wild as, like, battle squadrons. And I, I did have some Land Raiders that I was going to do a battle squadron with, but... Uh -huh. um, Ah, it just fell apart, man. I just didn't want to, to do them. I lost the desire to do it and all that. But, uh, but definitely fun and uh, thematic, I think. Yep. So we're going to take Robbie, I know, would just tell me that I just made an Iron Hands list with ultramarine <laughs> paint on it. So, <laughs> I mean, honestly, I like it too. So it could be a dark... It, you can fit any angry chapter of uh, Astartes. You can probably turn that list into pretty, just about anything. So. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Actually, yeah, thinking about it, we didn't add any um, special units to it. It's all generic units that could be Correct. used by any legion, honestly. Correct. Yeah. Because uh, other than, you know, some war gear. But, yeah, take it for what it's worth. We're going to take a quick yeah, break. Yeah. I'm going to be right back. I'm going to refresh my beer, and we'll figure out what we want to talk about next. Sounds good. Thanks for listening to another podcast from the Remembrancers Retreat. If you enjoyed this episode, consider leaving a rating on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. You can also find our swag store at teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash RR30K podcast. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at RR30K podcast. 
You can follow us on Instagram at remembrancers underscore retreat. You can also visit our website, rr30k.com, for podcast updates and the Battlefleet Heresy Compendium. You can also leave us a voicemail for us to play on a future podcast at 1-929-437-3791. That's 1-929-HERESY-1. And you can also leave us an email at theremembrancersretreat at gmail.com. Thanks again. Would you like a shout-out on our podcast? Maybe discounts on our Teespring store? Maybe you'd like to vote for upcoming Heresy Grad School topics? Hang out in a private Discord server? Or maybe even just getting a fun podcast sticker? If you're interested in any of that, consider becoming a patron. Patreon funds help for server costs and allows us to make cool content for you to enjoy. Patronage also helps us pay for projects such as our Nova Open Charitable Foundation Army, The Honored. An Ultramarine Zone Metallus Force will be up for charity raffle coming this year. If you're interested in getting in on the action, consider becoming a patron today at patreon.com forward slash rr30k podcast. Thank you. And I'm back. I don't know if Will's back or not. Yep. Cool. Uh, So, yeah, before we uh, continue on, I do definitely want to thank all our patrons this month. Starting with our tier of Praetors. We have Alex Selth, Chris Mack, Jacob Dillon, Garner.Trivo, Joe from Music City Heresy, Josh Phillips, Matthew Boyce, Mr. Baldwick, and Nick Quenga. Our Centurion tier, we have Andrew N., Angry Boy, John Christensen, M. Hernandez, M. Tanzer, Mark Henry, Minis by Applesauce, Scott LeMay, and Black Label Painting. And finally, our Sergeant tier, we have Aaron Maynard, Duncan, Emily O'Hare, Garrett Lowe, and Travis Smith. Thank you all very much. We definitely appreciate thank it. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, users. Yeah, we do appreciate it, patrons. Pretty awesome. And I said, if you're considering becoming a patron, go over to patreon.com forward slash rr30k podcast. And uh, if you enjoy our show but can't uh, become a patron, that's perfectly fine, too. If you leave us uh, ratings on iTunes and share this podcast with other people, we greatly appreciate it. Like, I love it when I get feedback from people saying, hey, we love your show. Well, honestly, really enjoy. it, it like, means that's so the cool. world, dude, when just somebody genuinely takes... Because how rare is it that people take time to talk about how good something is? Right. People are real quick to complain when something isn't up to their standards. But it takes extra time and effort to actually go out there and be like, this is this is good. So that really does mean the world to us, guys. We appreciate it. Definitely. Thank you all. So... What's next on the docket, sir? What, what, what else are we going to tackle today? I don't know. Uh, let's see. Ba, ba, ba. Talk about more 9th edition. I think we covered 9th edition right now. What's new this week? I think we pretty mm-hmm. much covered that. Uh, ba, ba. Let's see. You know, they're talking about this uh, Angels of Death soundtrack. I still have not been able to hear it other than a few things from uh, <laughs> YouTube. Yeah, dude. I keep I see the ad repeatedly, constantly on my stream. Yep. And Facebook. And every time I try to click it, yeah, not available in the U.S. It's not available in the U.S. We can listen to a now little that bit said, of it. It is available if you do the uh, Black Library thing. Ah, uh, okay. And I'm wondering if that's oh, well, I just, intentional? I just clicked on my PC and, uh, yeah, you can get Apple Music and you can buy it from there. <laughs> it's right there. So I'm going to have to take a listen to that. 
Oh, uh, wait, so you have to do it from... It's not... Okay, so it's just not working from the iPhone, then. Probably, yeah. That's, it's I guess, what it looks PC. like. Now. Then again, I'm not signed in, so who knows. But we're not, play, we're not playing IT. As soon as you sign in, be like, get the fuck out of here, American. <laughs> what do you think you're doing? You trying to outsmart us? Yeah, but I'm not going to play IT on our podcast, so let's uh, let's look at some other stuff here. Uh, man, so I would brush briefly on this before we start a podcast, but that uh, Necron artwork. Oh, dude. Yeah. The the Cesar, I'm sorry guys. Cesarican Dynasty. On yeah, the, the Warhammer Brassy Boys. Yeah. And uh, a bunch of fucking angry walking trumpets, my dude. They just fucking The artwork is phenomenal. Yeah. In this page. Like there's the one like you were talking about in particular, the uh the one where they're all walking through the swamps and yes. stuff like that, and that feels really creepy. It feels grim dark, I'm gonna say it, guys. Yep. Uh this is not like the uh uh some some of the, like the uh, World of Warcraft art we've been seeing from them recently, which is nothing wrong with it, but I I I need Daddy needs some more grim in his darkness, okay? <laughs> and the this Necron art has hit that spot very well. Yep. Yep. Scroll down. There's like one where like the Necron like they look like actual skulls. Yeah, I do like how they're they're not retheming them, obviously, but they're definitely pushing them to more of a undead skeleton army yeah sort of vibe like a more like tomb kings ish yeah yeah which i'm okay uh, with because honestly i love skeletons i love skeleton armies mm-hmm. who doesn't love skeletons we all have them everybody loves them. everybody's got a skeleton at least one i think i think the only people who don't like skeletons are ghosts and they're only envious of the skeleton some people like to keep skeletons in their closets for some reason i don't i don't get yeah. it air it Just, out yeah exactly just Lay it out. Show it off. You got Same a skeleton, that's cool. I don't wear underwear because I need to air it out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the new art is awesome. And I want to see more. I'd be amiss if, uh, you know, I keep saying that we're also a Specialist Games podcast, but pretty much only talk about Battlefleet Heresy. But Aeronautic Imperialis, flight plan, they got some sweet new models from the Tal, which, meh, okay. But that lightning... That lightning yeah. is super sweet, I've and been, I can't wait to pick my hands up on a few of those. I've been checking out a lot of people's um, Instagram feed. One second. Checking out a lot of people's Instagram feeds. Uh-huh. And uh, it's great to see people painting these tiny planes, man. They look like they're fun to paint. Yeah. Planes are cool. They got lightnings and Valkyries are out now. Planes is how I started in, in modeling in general. I remember I was very young. Oh, yeah? And then uh, my dad would go get like a plane model kit, and we would build it together over the weekend or whatever nice that's cool and uh i think tamia makes like a p51 kit probably and i built that kit more times than i can remember like just <laughs> at different points in my life just get that uh, kit and build a new one yeah man it was just uh i loved it um which is why like the p51 is like the best plane in my opinion but i'm clearly have like a nostalgia bias to it you know? Oh no, totally. I know nothing about I'm a, it. It's, I'm a SR seventy one man myself. Yeah. So. <laughs> but uh yeah, so when I see these planes that kind of get like a little kick of nostalgia and I'm like, I like I like painting. Definitely. I will be but, amiss. Um, uh so I believe it was last week, a gentleman down from Florida messaged uh, messaged us and wanted if wondered if he could uh plug his event that he's running potentially 
in September around Nova time frame. Yeah. And I'm going to pull that up here in a second if I can find it. Why do I always forget where the inbox is? There we go. I'll give you guys a rundown here in a second. Yep, Mr. Uh, Robert Black. Uh, they have a 30K Facebook page, 30K Florida Discord. I posted this link uh, last week on a Facebook page. So if you want to check it out, go to that for the event. And uh, it was really well done. Like he put together a nice booklet of fluff for the premise of the yeah. event and a lot of special rules and campaign progression. And uh, yeah, it's pretty impressive. So yeah, he's, he's put a lot of effort into just the player packet alone, not to mention everything else. Yep. And there's a bunch of us. I don't know if he's doing it by himself or if he's got a team with him, but it look it looks phenomenal. It It's excellent. It really does. Yep. Uh, sponsors and event supporters, Crystal Fortress, Victoria Miniatures, RTLW, 30K Channel, what? Pop Goes the Monkey, and the price is 20 bucks a person, and it's a two-day narrative event. Dude, killing it, man. Uh, and I think this, and a $10 donation to the store to thank them for hosting the event as well. I don't know if that's an addition to the ticket or not, but still, even at 30 bucks, it's still a pretty good time from what I've seen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Absolutely. so you can check, uh, check out that event page. And uh, so... When you get your ticket, it is locked in. However, due obviously to uh, COVID issues, if they need to push it back, they will. But it will not be canceled. It'll just be postponed. So also keep that in mind as well. That's good. Yeah. And that's good. And that's that's the place. Uh, Bearded Brown Coat Comics and Games down in Asla, Ocala, Florida. It sounds like it's probably near Disney, but I'm not sure. Osal, O C A L A. 34471 zip code. You guys can figure that one out. I know I won't. <laughs> Not today, right now, anyway. But yeah, it seems like a really good time. So, time to Google Maps shit. Check it out, because it, it really does look cool. Yeah, a lot of effort has been put into this. And uh, I hope it's successful. I had I honestly had no idea. It's not like I was blind to it or anything like that. I've just have never looked. But yeah, I had no idea there was uh, a scene for Horse Heresy. Anything in Florida. further south than us. I thought we were the... No, there's, there's a, uh, Carol <laughs> no. the Carolinas have some stuff. No, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, there are, there are definitely other communities out there. Yeah, but I, until um, the until recently, I hadn't, didn't realize there was a 30K scene in Florida. So, Yeah, that's Never it, thought right? about it. But it's, it's good to know. Yep. We are everywhere. We are legion. It is the East Coast. You got a little place everywhere. So, pretty awesome. Yeah, man. So I finally finished, speaking of, like, Mechanicum, I guess. Uh-huh. As I mentioned, great segue by me again. Beautiful. Uh, from, from minutes ago. Segway alert. <laughs> um, but I finally finished that damn Karaknos, and it turned yes. out to pretty, pretty nice. It I is it. beautiful. You should be real yeah. proud of that one. Now we just got to play a game so it can die. Uh, <laughs> and we get that bad juju out, because everybody knows as soon as you paint a model, the first time you play it, it dies. It's true. Almost immediately. Yep. I remember uh, pulling out my Tin Man Volkite Squadron out playing against Jason, and he was like, eh, cute. And then he cute. just launched <laughs> his, uh, oh, what's that giant thing? The Thanatar. Yeah. Just like overcharged that thing and just completely just wiped it out. I think I had Shut two guys, down. two guys left, but they still put out eight shots a turn. Yeah, man. still pretty awesome. But yeah, yeah I, th I think everybody knows that you have to make that sacrificial death, <laughs> losing the model, the the first game you play with it. I For don't know sure, why, man, it always fuck. It's just a rite of passage, I think. 
I think so. That's how you know. Beautiful model. It's now, gonna have uh, good good luck throughout the rest of it. Because here's here's how we know that, right? That that cursed vindicator, or not the cursed vindicator, the cursed Sikarin that has been like, oh. tossed around from person <laughs> to person. Yes. The first time I played with it, it was painted and it didn't die. So since then, it's just been a cursed vehicle. I'm calling it now. Some evil spirit possessed it. Possessed it. Possessed it. That's it. not a. Re- <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I think I got everything I want out today. Yeah, man. This was good. This was a lot of fun. Listeners, I hope you had fun listening to Jesse and I just bro out. Did we just do a Horace Heresy podcast? We did. Shit. Technically. Yeah. <laughs> um, and nothing, I, I don't think there's any better thing to listen to than two hipsters talking about a fucking board game. So oh, I'm man, glad you hipster? stayed with us. No. Well, no, oh, I've no. seen you wear a fedora. Yeah, you are, whether you want to admit it or not. It's not really a fedora. What is it then? Oh, you, no, you wear an Indiana Jones hat. That's different. I You're mean, right. Indiana Jones is a fedora. Oh, shit. Then you Maybe just I do said wear a fedora. you admit it. Yeah, you do. You do. I don't know. I felt like there was some... Anyway, god I mean, damn, why are we not, talking about fedoras like a, now? You're not like a tip your hat to my lady kind of fedora wear, so you got no, that no, no, for no. you. Uh, those are trilbies. Oh, oh, gotcha. Yeah, the lady okay. thing is a trilby. Oh, okay. Then you're good, man. Yeah, I think you're so. I, I guess I'll start calling it an actual fedora then. Excellent. I need some more of fedora. <laughs> that, yeah, that only I'm comes out during be, the fall uh, and winter, though. It's too hot. For, yeah, too hot for this right now. But yeah, man, I'm just gonna be working on these uh, celestial lions. Still working on their metals, and we'll have this first t- three units of celestial lions done. Exciting. Boy, I am so excited. This paint scheme has been a lot of fun, but, you know, if you want to see more of it, check out Forgebreaker Painting. Nice segue. Mm-hmm. And I got, I got nothing else for the group. That's it for me. I love you all. Thank you all for, you know, joining us. If you have any input on today's cast, uh, as far as, like, the list goes or anything you're looking forward to about uh, the upcoming new edition for Warhammer 40K, or... Uh, if you think by some mystical way that this is going to affect Age of Darkness and you've got a conspiracy theory, I want to hear it. I want to hear how outlandish some of these things are. So, you know. So well, here's what I'm thinking. Here's what I'm thinking. After uh, Book 10, where they put in the uh, agents of the Warmaster and the Imperium, we're going to go to Age of Darkness 2.0 after that. Wouldn't be a bad idea. No, it I sounds, mean, seems like a good time. Out, yeah. 2.0, just refine what we already have, or fucking piss off everybody and just... Uh, we'll make it 8th edition. Yeah. We won't make it ninth edition. We'll just make it 8th edition. Yeah, straight 8th, yeah. yeah. But no, I think I think it'll remain its own rule set indefinitely. For sure. Um, Whether it'll get tweaked or not, that, you know, we'll see. But yeah. That's what There's I think always room for. for improvement, but uh, I don't think we're ever going to see like a complete drastic shift like that. They know... I think Forge World knows what their customers want. They want this rule set. They want Age of Darkness rule set the way it is. They like the the way. Because at this point, it is now just kind of a a relic of the past, but in a good way. Mm-hmm. This kind of shows, you know, how the past few editions, how it roughly was played. Yeah, and that's actually pretty cool to to look back and be like, man, this game, like if you're a new player and you just get introduced to 40K and then you come over to Age of Darkness and you're like, what the fuck? Like, what is this chart I have to read just BS, to hit something? BS4? What like, does that yeah, mean? Man. Four up? No, no, it means three up. Why does it mean three up? Because it's BS4. <laughs> you dumb shit. Read the fucking chart. God damn. 
How have you not? How have you been playing this game for five years and you still don't recognize <laughs> or fucking memorize the critical catastrophic damage table? You Come dumb move. All right, get in close combat. Here we go. Get your pen and paper out. Yeah. Nah, just kidding. But uh, I mean, yeah. Hopefully, we just see things that people like refined, yeah. tuned up and tweaked, not completely changed. I don't think anybody wants a complete change. I think we just want nah. different things to matter. I know a lot of people want stratagems in a sense the same way they do the zm ones we want that brought into mainline 30k and i mean dudes fucking nothing has stopped us from making house rules before the community at large does house rules and we're all okay with it so yeah i mean if they're if they're if you're thinking of your own strategy cards or something like that or stratagems similar to 40k holler at us if you get if you think of anything cool like that man and there's still plenty of stuff in the black books too like they yeah. do have city fight. They have zone mortalis, which nothing's keeping you from not using zone mortalis stratagems Entire in a regular Entire campaign book of book four, which yeah. rarely gets used. Uh, yeah, I mean we're not we're not hurting for content. We're we're at fault. We're at fault there too. We just yeah. never used it. <laughs> I mean we, there there's just so much content that we don't use. Um, so I don't think they're going to give us more content like that. I think they're. I, I would just want them to refine it. Just keep what sure. we have. Just fine-tune it update some legions get everybody yeah, up to right, spec right make some of the the, the first gen primarchs in line with some of these later gen primarchs um because i mean eventually we're gonna have reached everything and everything will be in the game in theory then you shouldn't have power creep if no new units are getting added I, but I've, i mean i don't think they're ever gonna stop adding I'd, units. i'd be disappointed if there was a black book and there was no new units in there i'd be very disappointed yeah, i think a lot of people would be we always want new toys to add to the collection. You know what I mean? Um, but at the same time, maybe there comes a point where, you know, we're done with the black books. And not necessarily, I guess it wouldn't necessarily be a dead game. But look, look what Austin Stephen did with Battlefleet Heresy. Like, they breathed new life into that with a whole slew of right. new items and got a lot of positive uh, reaction out of it. Yeah. I don't, think, I don't think they'd ever, like, kill it outright. No. You have stuff like the, the Mournival and stuff where they have plenty of third-party rules and stuff. And, um... I'm a little selfish right now. It's like, man, I don't want to play with third-party stuff. Let me get my Dark Angel rules. Let me, you know, slap, you know, slap my swords around a little bit. I get it. Yeah. But you know, at, at, there comes a point where people want to expand. People are creative. People want to create new stuff, and like you said, improve, improve mm-hmm. what we already have. So, nothing wrong with that. Um, All right. So after, yeah, so I, I do want to. I do want to kind of. I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. No, no, I know no, we're, we're it. I've got, but it got would be. To go. I do wish I could see what 30k is going to be like from 10 years from now. In fact, oh, dude, that's kind of. We'll, we'll say five years, right? Five year plan is pretty reasonable. Okay. Uh, listeners, can you provide us something to talk about for our next one? In the in the sense that, what is your vision of 30k? five years from now i think it's already been going for five or six years well what? 2012 horace heresy so, yeah came out in 2012 i, think, I guess I the books so. came out in 2006 i want to say i don't like know the when Black the game Library came out. books i think the game came out in 2012 okay if i'm not mistaken but you know five years from now in 2025 what do you expect horace heresy to look like i like it worst nightmare come true or utopia of wargaming what, what do you guys think so but that's it. That's all. That's that's what I'm going to leave you with is some uh, conversation to talk amongst yourselves. Leave a comment in the bottom section right now. We're not on YouTube. Whoops. But uh, yeah, leave a, <laughs> leave a comment on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Discord, anywhere. We'll we'll find it. Let us know. Love it. All right. 
Will, it's been a lot of fun. We'll call it a night. All right, Jesse, thank you very much, and bye, listeners. Bye. Keep those dice rolling. <laughs>